Good morning, Sleepy Town. I'm Bo Bartlett, and you're listening to The Art House. Coming to you from across the tracks at 9th and Broadway in beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia. From the glass front station of WCUG 88.5. The word of the day today is perchance. I hope that you're well, that you slept well, and that you had good dreams. We have a very relaxed mix of music for you today to ease you into your day. It's a beautiful day to get out and see some art. Support your local art institutions. The purpose of art is to wake us up. The purpose of Art House Radio is to wake us up gently.
Mosquito. 
Do you know about the Soapbox Derby? As I understand it, after a long hiatus, they've reinstated it in Columbus. There'll be a Soapbox Derby race this year. When I was a kid, the Soapbox Derby race was a big deal. There weren't many activities for kids in Columbus then. I'm thinking about the mid to early 60s. My brother had been wanting to race in the Derby for years. He came of age. I don't know what the age range is. It's probably from 7 to 13 or something like that. He got old enough to race. Took a couple of years to get organized enough to plan building a car. We went down to 13th Avenue and we would watch the race. It was in front of WRBL on the big hill there. He had gotten the plans. I think the JC sponsored it back then. And we looked over the pamphlet. To me, three years younger than my brother, it was extremely complicated. The rules stated that the boys had to build the cars themselves. We had a hill in front of our house where we often stick some old wagon wheels on a on a box or a crate and go down the hill. We couldn't afford a flexi racer. So we had some experience with building, but nothing of the expertise it would take to build a soapbox derby car. The derby had been around since the 30s in Columbus. My father had actually raced in the derby when he was young. His father had helped him build a car. His father worked at the Columbus Fixture Manufacturing Company, a company that built cabinets and furniture for local businesses and banks, department stores. Using the materials from my father's wrecked old soapbox derby car, my brother began to rebuild it. They issued wheels, special wheels. All the cars had to have the same wheels. Other than a helmet, I think that's all they gave us besides the pamphlet. My brother began building. It took months and months, refurbishing my father's old car. It was a hulking thing. It was giant and heavy. There was a weight limit. We had to keep chiseling it down to get it just to the right limit. Spent months in the garage building it. And we got closer and closer to race day. It was an ugly boxcar. But we wrote Columbus Fixture Manufacturing Company on the side in the best script we could manage. Race day was an incredible day. So much excitement. All the boys had to wear t-shirts, matching t-shirts and white plastic helmets. My brother lost the very first heat he raced, came in far behind all the other cars, which were much sleeker and aerodynamic. But the story, the real story, starts here, because there was one car, so much sleeker than all the others, it looked like a bullet. To create the aerodynamics, the young racer had to lie down in the car. He didn't sit up like all the other, the other racers. He 
could lie down and just his head would poke up over the top of the car. He crossed his arms across his chest so that he could steer his right hand on the left side of the wheel and left hand on the right side of the wheel. Also, so the car could go faster, they eliminated some of the brakes. This was fine going down the hill, but once across the finish line, there was difficulty about how to stop the car. This car was ahead after just a few heats, but after one heat, after the finish line, the car ran into the curb and damaged its front wheels, and in the process, broke the wrists of the driver. It was a tragedy, but the driver had a younger brother who had never raced before, several years younger, my age, and he was lighter and shorter and he had never raced the car. It turned out they were able to replace the front wheels, and the car was fine. And though his brother, the older brother, was taken to the hospital, the younger brother was able to lie down in the car and race the next heats. If memory serves me correctly, he won the Soapbox Derby that year, the youngest racer in the race, the shortest racer in the race. And he went on with that car to Akron, Ohio, to race in the Nationals. My brother became a stock car driver, racing cars in Atlanta and Charlotte, and on occasion, I served as his pit crew.
des yeux qui font baisser la mienne Un rire qui se perd sur sa bouche Voilà les portraits sans retouche De l'homme auquel j'appartiens la vie en rose Il m'a dit des mots d'amour Des mots de tous les jours Et ça me fait quelque chose Il est entré dans mon Je connais la cause C'est lui pour moi Moi pour lui dans la vie Il me l'a dit Là j'aurais pour la vie je l'aperçois Alors je sens en moi Mon cœur 
Weeks pass, no 
is made Perhaps sometimes takes you with softness And all that surrounds you will fade Love comes like surprise eyes on the water Love comes like surprise eyes on dawn Love comes like surprise eyes on the water Love comes at dawn
institutions today in the Chattahoochee Valley you can visit Pasaquan and Buena Vista the home of Eddie Martin 
St. Eon. You might also consider visiting the Columbus Museum with a great collection. And or you might also consider visiting the Bo Bartlett Center on Front and Dillingham Street, upstairs in the Corn Center at the College of the Arts at Columbus State. Support live music. Go hear someone play live. They'll appreciate it, and you'll appreciate it. Coming up, you'll hear Box Prelude, performed by Betsy Eby and Wendy Warner. the show today. If you like what you've heard, tell a friend. Visit us at arthouseradio.com. That's A-R-T-H-A-U-S radio.com. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your feedback. If you have a song you'd like to hear, let us know. Have a great day. Love and light, y'all. Mm-hmm.